0: Let's also, to talk about a sad but predictable outcome for Portland's Mayor Ted Wheeler, a guy we've been covering ever since his troubles with Antifa first started to crop up a long time ago. It's getting worse and worse, and he's trying to get tougher now on Antifa after a violent riots and more destruction over the New Year's holiday. Here is the Portland Mayor. My good faith efforts at de-escalation have been met with ongoing violence and even scorn from radical Antifa and anarchists in response it will be necessary to use additional tools and to push the limits of the tools we already have to bring the criminal destruction and violence to an end the neville chamberlain of america's mayors right there very interesting dan to hear ted wheeler use these terms radical antifa elements anarchists uh too little too late His political career is over. We know these weren't good faith efforts. These were efforts by Ted Wheeler to placate these radicals in the hopes of furthering his political career. It wasn't good faith effort. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's back up a second. I thought Antifa was just an idea. Oh
0: yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I got ahead of myself.
1: Why is Portland's mayor taking all these precautions against an idea? You're absolutely right, John. This is far too little, far too late. And he's suffering the same fate as Ari's mayor, Jenny Durkin, is suffering that finally, when you placate the crazies for too long in the hopes that the monster will eat you last, The monster still does eat you. So politically speaking, Ted Wheeler is a dead man walking because he just can't control the monster that over the summer he and Durkin and other mayors across the country unleashed. And this is the real story, I think, of the political left in 2021 and beyond. And that is the clear dichotomy between your standard issue liberal progressive crazy and the true violent Antifa crazies that threaten to consume them.
0: Yeah. And when they say the quiet part out loud, Democrats, they actually admit this. And if they're worried post yeah. postmortem on the 2020 election for Democrats, Ari, this is the lesson. You use this type of language when you first start having a problem with these elements in your community, in your city. You don't wait until after the fact to finally call them what they are, radical Antifa anarchists.
2: 100 percent. This reminds me of the movie The Dark Knight, the Batman movie, when they let the Joker loose, and then he goes completely crazy, and even the mobsters are saying, hey, this was a bad idea. The Democrats used Antifa and the radical left to sow discontent, to riots, unrest, all this to make it look like it was somehow Donald Trump's fault, and they enabled this. Now they're trying to put the clown back in the box, and they can't really do it. Things are only escalating. We had a weekend of riots and unrest and stopping freeway traffic here in Seattle over New Year's. Don't these people have better things to do?
0: No, apparently not. They have nothing else to do. This isn't their their entire life. They want to tear it all down. Ari, I'm sorry you always have to you know be our kind of canary in the coal mine our eyes and ears on this stuff i like how i got your uh, podcast in there a little plug for you there ari <laughs> i appreciate it as always uh, oh, ari, it. Ari, ari and dan great to see you both happy new year again to you guys we'll see you again next monday absolutely happy new year all right Today's episode
2: is sponsored by ShopRemoteOffice.com for all your digital backdrop needs. When you're sick, if you just want to have something more professional looking, if you want to be on the go and not have anybody know where where you are, you just go over to ShopRemoteOffice.com. They have everything you need for the best digital backdrop. Enter the code Ari Hoffman. That's my name, A-R-I-H-O-F-F-M-A-N at checkout and get 10% off at shopremoteoffice.com. Those professional backdrops you see behind me when I'm on the news and stuff, they're all fake. So my friends at digital, I'm sorry, at shopremoteoffice hooked me up with a digital backdrop. It's amazing, I use them all the time. So remember to visit shopremoteoffice.com. Well, this is what we call the pivot. A bunch of you have reached out and said, you know, you're watching from other cities, you're watching from other parts of the country. You're watching from other parts of the world. could we do more stuff that shows how the problems you're having are spreading across the country? And I thought that was a brilliant idea. You know, my friend Steve Murch actually cautioned me when I first started this podcast. He says Seattle is just going to start sounding like a broken record after a while and he was right. Things spread to Washington State, so we're reporting the same stories again and again and again. But we really need to be paying attention to what's happening in other parts of the country. For example, in Philadelphia, when they were having a whole fight over injection sites, we should have been paying more attention because Seattle and other cities were filing amicus briefs to be part of that lawsuit to legalize injection sites so they could bring it to their city. So, Canarian, a coal mine is now going to be looking at what's going on across the country and showing you how this is applicable to all of us. We're going to be covering a lot of national stories, but don't worry. I'll still have all the Seattle and Washington state insanity for you because I know you're all looking forward to finding out where I found out that Governor Jay Inslee went for Thanksgiving when he told all of us to be home. Yes, don't worry. That story is coming out this week. I got a whole lot more on the Seattle front and we'll cover Seattle, we'll cover Washington state, but we're going to cover the broader picture of what's happening across the country as this stuff spreads to be the true canary in a coal mine for the entire country. My prediction for 2021, it's not going to get better just because the calendar changes. It's not going to get better just because a ball drops, It's not going to get better just because a clock clicked over to the next day. Hasn't done that so far. Remember, this is the nine month anniversary of two weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah, that hasn't happened. They keep saying it's gonna get better, it's gonna get better, no. Because what's happening is politicians are realizing they are losing their control and this is their last chance to impose radical ideas or their will on you. People are pushing back. Just look around at what's happening. They're locking us down further and further. Meanwhile, we've seen states like Florida, how their per capita case count and death rate is so far down compared to places like California, I think California would do anything to switch places with Florida at this point. You can go to Disney World in Florida. You're much better off. And meanwhile, these states that are locking down or locking down are destroying businesses. The suicide rates are going through the roof. The teen and child suicide rates are going through the roof. Alcohol, substance abuse, it's all going sky high. And yet we find out today, this was interesting, that in the last week of 2020, The flu has apparently disappeared. There's almost no flu counts. Do you think maybe it's because people are calling so freaked out, worried about the virus, and people are saying, yep, you have all the symptoms, just stay home and quarantine. They're not checking them for the seasonal flu. They were so worried about this thing called a twindemic, which meant you had two things at one time. You had the seasonal flu kicking in with the coronavirus. Do you think maybe a lot of these cases are miscategorized? We know it's happening with deaths. We know that in Washington state, 13 to 20% of the deaths are miscategorized and that people died of other things. They had COVID first and then they died of a gunshot later. They're still counting those as COVID deaths. The case count is inflated and they always have comorbidities. They forget to list the comorbidities sometimes where a person died of this horrible thing like cancer or something, and they also had COVID. I think of the example of Tom Seaver, the New York Mets pitcher who I've mentioned before, who had a debilitating disease for years, was dying from it, and then they said he died of that disease and COVID. No, he died of that disease. He happened to have COVID. That's not what killed him. But anyway, going forward, yes, COVID is still going to be something we're going to talk about coronavirus, but I'm a little confused about something. When did it be okay to say it came from Wuhan again? Magically, on New Year's, everybody was talking about the comparison between Wuhan, you saw the people celebrating in the streets, Wuhan, China, and New York City, how Times Square was empty. When did it be okay to once again say that this thing originated in Wuhan? I thought it was racist if we said that kind of stuff. I can't keep track of the intersectional rules. They make no sense. And I think that is going to be the theme of 2021 cancel culture, this insanity of you are valued more than you because of this intersectional crazy ideals that this check boxes you have to do to go through this whole thing. Just look at what happened in the Senate yesterday. Sorry, the Congress yesterday when they swore in the new Congress. This guy takes the word amen, right? Which is... So say we all, I guess, for our Battlestar Galactica friends, or this is the way for Mandalorian. But basically, it's Hebrew, amen. Yes, I agree. It is the root word of emet, which is truth. Yep, truth. See, we were saying it long before it was stylish. Truth, preach. We were saying it long, long time before it was stylish. But that's what we say in synagogue when we answer a prayer. Amen. And I'm sure my other friends and other religions do the exact same thing. It comes from the root word of emet, which is truth. That has no, no pronoun implication, no gender implications whatsoever, which is rare for a Hebrew word because usually it's the female or the male. So that thing has no gender implications and they turned it into this. I can't help but be reminded of when Al Bundy and the people on Married With Children, his No Ma'am organization would say amen and actually be like, yes, you need a man to save you. Like, what is this ridiculous nonsense? Have we gone that crazy that now we have to change the word amen into something that is more politically correct? What is this insane? Oh, am I going to have to change my last name Hoffman? Really? Am I going to have to be Hoff person? I guess my wife could still be Hoff woman because that's allowed. But I thought gender just didn't matter. I thought there were no genders. So why are we celebrating that Kamala Harris is the first female vice president? Why are we celebrating all these new members of the um, communications team at the White House that there's so many women there? I thought gender wasn't a thing. Why are we making it a thing again? You think that Congress doesn't have other priorities to be thinking about rather than pronouns? Because now Nancy Pelosi and crew. Spent the whole first day talking about pronouns and eliminating different pronouns that they deem offensive. And the problem is these rules keep changing all the time. What's offensive? What's not offensive? So you could say the N-word in rap music, but when a 15-year-old girl says it because she's excited about her driver's license, yeah, she shouldn't have said it 100%. But instead of talking to her, somebody destroys her life, and the New York Times helps to do that. You may have missed that story over the break, but some girl said the N-word a couple years ago when she was so excited to get her driver's license, one of her peers took the video, saved it for a few years, and then used it to get her college acceptances rescinded and get her kicked off a cheer team. And the New York Times publicized this. They destroyed this poor girl's life. Do you think this made her more politically correct? Do you think this made her more willing to engage with this kind of stuff? No, it probably made her really pissed off. So instead of taking your side and saying, hey, we don't use this word and here's why we don't, and here's why I understand you thought it was cool to use it in this rap phrase, but instead it seems offensive to people. Instead of doing that, you just burn somebody for life. What was the good in that? I really don't understand it. And then look at the prioritization of what's going on right now for the vaccine. The CDC originally prioritized minorities over everybody else. Why don't you prioritize the people at risk And by doing so, you will prioritize minorities. I am not advocating for every Jew in America to get the vaccine first, no. I'm advocating for those at risk to get the vaccine first. And every other minority should be doing the exact same thing. In fact, I think everybody should be doing the exact same thing. Excuse me. We should be advocating for first responders, healthcare workers to get the vaccine so they can give it to the people who are most at risk. I don't understand why this is even a debate because if you just prioritize minorities, you're not prioritizing the people who actually need this thing. I don't understand how more people aren't talking about this, how more people aren't looking at this going into 2021 and saying enough of this, we have to stop. The double standard is killing me. Look what's happening now that a bunch of Trump supporters want to go protest in Washington, DC. They're putting in a gun ban, and they're bringing in the National Guard. Why didn't they do that for Antifa? Because Antifa, Was supporting them sowing distrust, discord, disharmony, chaos, trying to make it look like it was all Trump's fault in the lead up to the election. Have you heard from Black Lives Matter since the election ended? They seem to only appear once every four years. Antifa carries on the fight, but the Democrats don't realize what they've enabled by enabling Antifa. Even Mayor Ted Wheeler in Portland is now saying we need to do something about Antifa. I thought Antifa was just an idea thought didn't really exist, after 100 plus nights of riots, now you're going to decide to do something about it? It's not just in Seattle. It's not just in Portland. These guys are all over the country because they let the clown out of the box. It's just like in The Dark Knight, the movie The Dark Knight with Batman, when the criminals hire the Joker because they want to take down Batman, and then they don't realize the chaos he's caused, and even they say this is too much. That's how crazy this has gone, when you have 100 plus nights of riots and you haven't done anything about it. Seattle, over New Year's weekend, all there were were protests, blocking highways, torching minority-owned businesses. So why does Antifa matter more than minority-owned businesses? I can't figure out your intersectional scale. And as long as we put up with this, it will only continue to get worse and worse and worse and you're not gonna be able to know what the rules are anymore. We used to have basic rules. You don't say this, you don't say that. Now all of a sudden they're all out of whack because every day they change based on who they want to burn that day. Why is it? I want you to think for one second. Representative Eric Swalwell was probably Stupin, a Chinese spy, right? Why has he not been called on to resign? What? If this guy was a Republican, what would be happening right now? I just want you to consider that for a second. If he was a Republican, what would be happening right now. And the double standard continues. And why does the double standard continue? Because too many of us are afraid to speak up. Too many of us are afraid to say, oh, no, you know, I don't want to be canceled. And I understand that if you have a job that relies on that kind of stuff. But if nobody speaks up, nothing is going to change. And this is going to continue and it's going to get worse. People need to push back and say, this is enough. I've had enough of this. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not playing your game anymore. It's hurting kids. It really is. You destroy this 15-year-old girl's future for life. For life, you destroyed it. Anytime you Google her name, that's what's going to crop up for any job interview. Was it worth it because you said a bad word? She shouldn't have said it. Was it worth it? If somebody said the K-word with regards to a Jew, if you don't know what it is, you're better off. People don't really use it so much anymore. I wouldn't destroy them. I'd have a talk with them. It's people like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, who continues to say anti-Semitic stuff that are just beyond saving. This is an educational thing. This is a pattern with them. This is who they are. They are anti-Semites, just like Raphael Warnock, and nobody's paying attention to that because they really want Democrats to have control of the summit. But let me ask you something, those of you who are still voting Democrat. How has your life been improved? in these Democrat cities, because right now people are fleeing Democrat cities. Over 300,000 people have left New York City. People are moving out of downtown Seattle. People are moving out of Portland. People are moving out of these blue cities. People are moving out of New York State and heading down to Florida. Why? Because the rules are oppressive and maybe they're finally waking up to it. But the cautionary tale is, are they going to move there and keep voting blue? For right now, one party rule does not work. One-party rule doesn't work for anybody. It really doesn't. Conservative, Republican, Democrat, liberal. One-party rule does not work because there's no checks and balances to balance anybody out. Look at the criminal money laundering that they're getting away with here in Seattle that we've exposed. Look at what they're getting away with. Look at how they have destroyed a city through ideology. Through ideology. Through this woke ideology. It is coming to your city. Don't say I didn't warn you. See you on the next episode of Canary in a Coal Mine.